Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, and welcome to The Reset, a mental health podcast without all the bollocks. I'm Sam Delaney. My guest this week is the youth worker and founder of Grenfell Athletic Football Club, Rupert Taylor. On 14th of June 2017, Grenfell Tower, a council block in West London, caught fire, killing 72 people who were living inside. Rupert wanted to find a way of helping his community come to terms with what had happened. So in the months that followed, he formed Grenfell Athletic, a football club for local residents and survivors, to help give them focus, distraction and support. I was delighted to welcome this heroic and inspirational man onto The Reset. I hope you enjoy listening to our chat. Rupert, welcome to The Reset. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, mate. Um, Rupert, tell me first about what inspired you to start Grenfell Athletic. It was a calling, to be honest. I think I looked at the community. I I felt the pain, the struggle, and I saw a young man that uh, was 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 failing. If there was any way to support him, I was um, hell bent on doing so. So. I asked him how how could I, you know how could how could I support him because following the fire following the the, the 14th of, of June uh, 2017, um, you know in in the aftermath while there was a lot of the, the, while there was still debris debris floating around and the smell of smoke and the building was still burning. There was a young man that came uh, outside of our community centre, and uh, at first I thought he was um, I thought he was press, and we had a strict policy of no press. If you if you know no royalty, no press, no celebs, mm. unless your bereaved survivor lived on the walkways just underneath Grenfell. Uh, you weren't allowed in. So I thought he was just waiting for a scoop. So I scoped him out a little asked him if he if, if if he was a if he was a survivor and he said yes and I said oh, okay. 
um, everything in here is for you. Um, and then I just started reading off some of the stuff that we we had inside, and that's anything from food to clothes, fresh food, dry food, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards, um, even just shower gel, toothbrushes, that is just your basic uh, uh, living needs. And um, it, I, I didn't think that he, you, you know, he, he said he wasn't going to come in at that moment. And I asked him to come out the next day. I, I didn't think he would come, uh, but he did. And uh, I befriended him. Throughout the the next you know couple of weeks, I spent quite some time with him. Uh, we went to eat quite a few times, and I just got to know him a little bit more. And in those moments, he would I realized that he would divulge and explain things um, about his life in more detail and what he was going through. And unfortunately, a few years previous, he lost his uh, parents uh, only three months apart, both of them. So back to fast forwarding, when it came to me seeing that he was struggling, uh, he was on antidepressants and I said to him, how did he get through a difficult time um, with losing his parents? And his response to me was football. So my response to him was, right, we'll create a football team now. Um, and that's the, the, the true foundations of, of Grenfell Athletic. I think um, it's important to note that we decided right from the beginning that <clears throat> Grenfell Athletic wouldn't wouldn't be just for survivors. It wouldn't just be for bereaved. It would be a long-lasting legacy for our entire community and other communities. So yeah, we, we you know right from the off that 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 was our aim for Grimfire Athletic. And what what do you think it is about football that helps so many people in situations like this. Football is a unique, a unique uh, sport, to be honest. Um, for, for for many different reasons. Firstly, you know how many sports were able to put put a war put a war at bed for on Christmas Day for a few hours. Um, in the middle of a battle, you know, I think um, I have I have three three universal languages, um, and I never really shared this with people, but you've asked, and um, football's one of them. I think music is a universal language. You can listen to any. Um, any song in another language and once it takes you, your your spirit once it takes you you start nodding to the beat and it's like wow I don't even know what they're saying but this is good this is some good stuff um, and it's the same with 
with sex, really. You can go to any country and you don't need to speak the language, but before you know it, you could end up in bed with someone, right? Um, and, and lastly, um, most importantly, football. You can throw a ball on any surface, anywhere in the world, and people will know what to do with it. It can be on any terrain, grass. It can be in any weather, snow, rain, mm. sand, concrete, wherever you are, you can throw a ball down. And before you know it, you have a game of football going on. Um, also, uh, much like other sports, um, there's, there's an element of camaraderie, uh, unity, um, purpose, purpose. And unlike some of the other sports where you might go it alone, if you're going into snooker or golf, golf, uh, you go at it alone. Um, this is something that you have responsibility for, 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 for oneself, but also for a greater purpose uh, and a greater togetherness. So the power of football is is unbelievable. And and when you started to to pull the team together in the early days, you know, you yourself would have been suffering from you know the the trauma that was brought about by Grenfell and and obviously these other lads that you were working with, some of whom you know had been residents there. What, what what did what did you observe? What did you see? What in terms of like the way it helped people just day to day? Well, another another um, legacy rule was that we would not be politically driven. Mm. So, uh, in the shadow of Grenfell every day, some of our players are constantly uh, having to face. Um, the aftermath, even nearly five years down the line, is still, you know, the fallout still uh, unimaginable. So, for 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 our team, we've said and made it clear that because our players have to face it every day, when we like when we we get them to football. We like them not to face it, not to have to face it for that moment. Mm. Um, this isn't this isn't escapism because I'm not really a fan of escapism. And why I can say it is an escapism because we have done um, different workshops and and um, done different activities as a team to work through some of the trauma. So it isn't running away from what has taken place. It's about being able to face what has taken place together, ensuring that that individual or at that moment that feel, that's in shock or feels the trauma coming over them or has a panic attack, it's about them not facing it alone. Um, I've, some players have gotten jobs uh, being part of this football team. Some players have stopped drinking alcohol being part of this football team or dry, drinking alcohol a lot less. Um, these players, some of them had never known each other before. Some of them hadn't played in a 11-a-side football team before. 
Um, so to give them to give them one unique and unified purpose um, has certainly uh, supported with their mental health. Yeah, I mean, it's easy in situations like the one that happened in the immediate aftermath, I suppose. You know, the community was together because, you, you know, kind of had to be for, for pragmatic reasons. But after that, I suppose it, it would have been easy for lots of people to have fallen into isolation and feeling like they were dealing with all that emotional pain alone. And that, and that's one of the worst things, isn't it? A, a sense of being alone or, or, or isolated. So... I guess just having you all together must have been so powerful for everyone. Listen, none of we're a Sunday league football team. We don't pay our players. We ask them to pay a five or subs, right? And they turn up every single week. That tells me that this is not only something worth starting and keeping, but it's something worth fighting for, for the future generations. Absolutely. And and what about you, mate? Um, You know, obviously you're someone with a tremendous amount of drive and, um, you know, a huge amount of community spirit and empathy for others and helping other people what they're going through. But how did it affect you? What's your personal memories of, of, of what happened and, and how has this helped you personally with, you know, your emotional and mental health? I've been working with children and young people for 20 years within the community, uh, supporting families, supporting uh, people with mental health and, and anything from mainstream children to send children and I've never faced something quite like Grenfell. That 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 day and the, the the days which followed, I can only describe it as a war zone. Mm. So the, the 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 only way I could describe it, and still now I'm probably well. I haven't seen anyone yet. Um, and still now I'm, I'm probably just working through some of the, the only now, you know, five and a half, well, four and a half years later, nearly five years, uh, only now beginning to think back upon that time. And I probably need to spend some time just offloading because I don't do it half uh, as much as I should, um, but I, I set out to support people, and that's been my calling from a, from a very young age. I had no clue that in setting up this football team, how much it would have an impact on me personally. Um, so the football team partly powers me. Um, I get up every day knowing that the work that my day job is 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 good work. Um, so that's my nine to five, my my five to ten 
and weekends is good work. And the time that I spend with my family is isn't work at all. It's a joy. But um, I, I don't I don't get a moment's peace. Seven days a week I'm at it, and I have been at it for um, for, for well seven days a week. I've been at it for for nearly five years, and I'll get enough uh, rest when I'm gone. But mate, you you know because you know you like you say you've been working supporting people, vulnerable people for many years there, and I'm sure you tell the people that you help that burnout, overwhelm exhaustion these are massive triggers for anyone however strong they are right in terms of like mental and emotional problems very often follow those sorts of things so i know you get a huge amount of fulfillment out of the work you do and joy from uh, what sounds like a really busy family life as well i know you've got a few kids and that keeps you busy i mean you know i've said this to you before separate to this interview i don't know how you have enough hours in the day do you feel like you you're looking after yourself enough? Do you practice what you preach? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Absolutely. And as much as humanly possible, uh, when I spend time with my children, it just rejuvenates me. Um, you know, everyone would ask for a four-day working week, I'm sure, for the same salary. Um, but we'll get enough rest when we're gone. <laughs> you but not I, even, go on. Go on, well, I, I, you know, that's a phrase that I've heard you use, but you do need rest, don't you? Or do you feel that the pleasure you get from spending time with your children away from work is almost like rest because it, you know, it sort of soothes you. Well, I was taught by a very wise man that change is as good as a rest. Mm. So if you can find um, change in your daily routine or change on where that's as good as a rest. So I, I'm, I'm compelled. I'm compelled to keep going. I'm, I, you know, do do I stop and always have eight hours sleep? No. Do I, especially with a, a newborn, I'm a man of five, uh, four children, Jesus. <laughs> four children and stop in there, um, <laughs> just in case the, the missus hears this. <laughs> um, I, I absolutely have enough rest 
to continue plowing forward. Mm. And when I have something in my teeth, I'm very, I'm a, I'm a driven, passionate individual. Mm. So this is, I'm, you know, I'm really locked in on Grenfell Athletic, and I, I really, it, it, it will, it will achieve the heights and everything that, you know, the foundations are currently being laid out to, to, to uh, for. So yeah, I absolutely get enough rest and uh, there'll be one day where I'm sitting on a beach somewhere with my feet up and I say, you know, boy, you've done good. Mm. But, but, but right now, I can't stop. I won't stop. Um, and I'll keep driving Grenfell Athletic forward. And what is it, mate, that drives you, not just now, but you say it was your calling to support and help people in your community from an early age. Where do you think that came from? I have no clue. I have no clue. It's been in me ever since I can remember. So, uh, my auntie Christine will, can tell you a story about me uh, when I was a when I was a wee boy. I think I was may, may have been about six. We had gone out for we had gone out and spent a lot of time together during the day, and. We went to get dinner and she says, oh, I'm going to get you some McDonald's for dinner. And I was like, yeah, yes, auntie, that's amazing, you know, great. Going to have McDonald's for dinner. So we go into McDonald's and she says to me, oh, what do you want? I'll get you what you want. And I say to her, can I have a, a cheeseburger and chips meal, please, you know? And she says, oh, no problem. It's fine. She, while we're there, um, you know, she's saying, let's sit down and eat. Well, I chose not to, to sit down and eat, as in we sat there, but I was just picking at it. She's like, oh, you're not your usual self. What's going on? And I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I'm, only, I'm, I'm still really young. And um, she said, should we take it home? And I, I said, yeah, this, we, we should go. So we started walking back from McDonald's and I had the bag at the ready with my uh, couple of eating chips and a burger and there was a homeless man that was um, that I'd obviously seen on the way up that I went and gave the bag to she cried her eyes out and she asked me, is that why I hadn't eaten? And I said, yes. So she said, let's get back in there and get you some food before your mum tells me off. Um, and that's, she remembers that. And she said that that has always been my nature to help others. Well, that's a beautiful thing. And it's and it's a, astonishing, mate. I mean, the idea when you're a kid getting a surprise McDonald's meal and giving it away is like, I think that's that's a pretty unique story. Although I do think that a lot of us may have been slightly more, I don't think many of us have got stories like that, but passionate, sensitive, caring, perhaps when you're young, 
life can take that out of you, can't it? I mean, how, how have, have you managed growing up to sort of retain the sort of values, if you like, of that little boy who once gave his McDonald's away? Firstly, I wish I was a, a little bit more selfish because I'd have a, a lot less weight on me. Mm. Um, <laughs> COVID, COVID's hit me good. How have I retained it? I mean, I wish that I could bottle up what I have and pass it on to people and everybody have a sip. Um, kindness doesn't cost a thing. And I suppose in my lifetime, I don't know, I, I haven't faced um, anything quite as big as, 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 as big as Grenfell. Um, <clears throat> but I've seen stuff over the years of, you know, I've managed uh, a couple of youth clubs and seeing children that are, and young people that are going through real difficult periods. I've seen abandonment. I've seen um, vulnerable parents. I've seen young parents. I've seen, I, I mean, I've seen the whole nine yards. And I suppose I've always said to myself, I've got really, really broad shoulders mm. and it's, it's a place for people to lean on. Um, I never, I never give to receive. I never give something and, you know, expect something in return. I, I think that I was fortunate to have the pillars in my life um, that has, has helped kind of birth me to be in a, a selfless person. And um, when I say pillars, I think, I think they're people. I think they're people. Automatically, I think of my mother who, who is a very, very special woman. Um, and she means the world to me actually. I think of the the power that she possesses in bringing, she had a way of, or has a way, she has a way of bringing people into her home and they're not related by blood, but before you know it, they're family. Mm. And I, I think that, that's, that's immense, you know, growing up around a just giving individual. My mum is just giving. And some, some, you know, some would say too giving, too helpful, too supportive. I would say that's my mum. And then I, I have a, a few other individuals that have powered me. Uh, my dad is another individual that was is selfless um in you know i've seen him stop he's a, he's a mechanic by trade and always has been and i've seen him stop to help a random on the road because they've they were struggling to get their car going or you know go out of his way to just help uh, people i 
so, so, so they're, you know, real foundations for me in as a solid unit. So although my mum and dad aren't together and <clears throat> haven't been together since I was roughly 10, they both instilled different strengths or qualities within themselves in me. Um, and, and yeah, I think, yeah, I can, I can mention a few more definitely just just individuals like my auntie christine like we've said or 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 uh, richie richie j which is my um my dad's oldest friend one of my dad's oldest friends um yeah they're just real pillars for me and i think about some of the stuff that they said to me while i was growing up which which has helped me on my journey and just lastly mate you know you've got four kids of your own you work with young people I said earlier about you know hoping that young people could grow up with a, you know having prevent prevention rather than cure what 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 sort of messages do you pass on to the young people in in your life about how to look after themselves do you know what I mean uh, uh, by which I mean mentally and emotionally because when I was growing up this stuff didn't get talked about at all so you had to discover it for yourself usually a little bit too late what how, how do you advise people to look after themselves in times of trouble or sadness or anxiety or what have you i would always say to speak to talk out <clears throat> i i have a, a saying that is um in relationships any type of relationship um Say it as blur and we'll make sense of it after. Mm. As long as it's out, it's out. It's a weight off your shoulders and it's now something that you share with, with my shoulder. And what we'll do is we'll we'll make sense of it after. We'll we'll pick it, we'll we'll, we'll pick up the pieces, we'll move them around and we'll make sense of this jigsaw. Um one of the lessons that I always say to uh, young people is is memory. Memory is key. If you have a, a good memory, you'll go far in education. Not not only for educational purposes, but remember what you said to people. Remember, um, remember that your word is your bond. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Uh, and that could be if I know that you might be struggling with um, with alcohol, so you're drinking a little bit too much, and we've arranged to meet, be there. Be there. That will help you. Be there. Just to offload. Even if I, I don't say too much and I listen, that will help you. But it's important to... Remember that your word is your bond. Um, people remember you by the words that come out of your mouth. Um, I'd say it was a difficult question because there is no one size fits all. Everyone faces uh, different different kind of walks in life everyone goes through their own trials and tribulations and what I might say to somebody that's um, suffering from depression 
um, I, I, I may not say to somebody else. So it's a, it's a very difficult kind of question to answer generically. And it's not a one size fits all. Um, but, but, but those are definitely two things that I, that I would generically say. Rupert, it's a real pleasure talking to you. I, I appreciate um, all your honesty. And, and I think everyone in, in, in your community, you know, appreciates all of the work you've done. Um, I will include information where people can find out more about Grenfell Athletic and how they can uh, support this amazing club and all of the amazing things that you've done. Um, uh, we, you know, I'm, I'm right behind the, the campaign to make Grenfell everyone's second team. They absolutely should be. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so I'm right behind that. But I'm right behind you, mate. And, and like I've sort of indicated throughout this conversation, um, we're all lucky to have you around. So make sure you look after yourself. Thank you. Thank you, and absolutely, and thank you for having me. Absolutely, will look after myself. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> Good man. Cheers, Rupert. Thanks a lot. There you go, Rupert Taylor, a man with such an astute grasp on mental health matters and how to help those in pain. A real inspiration. If you want to find out more about Grenfell Athletic, you can follow them on Instagram at grenfellathletic underscore FC. And if you wanted to support the club, you should visit their page on kitbag.com where you can buy a beautiful Nike Grenfell shirt or some training kit or even a limited edition Grenfell chocolate bar by Cadbury's. I've got the shirt, I wear it proudly. They're my second team because I think Grimfield Athletic represents what a powerfully positive impact football can have on our lives. Anyway, that's enough from me. Thanks for listening, gang. Check out more from the reset at sandalaney.substack.com. Until next time, be lucky and don't let the dickheads get you down. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 